Welcome to the SBS podcast sponsored by Zwift. It was famously used by Matt Heyman to prepare for his victory at Paris-Roubaix. You can use it too for your own goals. Visit Zwift.com to learn how to join the digital peloton today. Bonjour, 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 and welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Before we start, let me remind you that you can download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash tdf, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me today in a podcast, two personalities, not just Dave McKenzie. First of all, how are you? I'm good, but look, I'm not a personality because the next man, that he really is a personality inside and out. Rupert Guinness, how are you? Great, Chris. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. What a race have we seen. Game is on. Isn't it? Isn't it? Rupert and I were just saying it's, it is now. And, and, I mean, there's so many topics that we can discuss, but what we basically know at the end of all of those topics is we still don't know who will win the Tour de France. Absolutely. Let's look at the stage today. Simon Yates. Rupert, what do you think of that performance? Oh, brilliant, obviously, because he won the stage. But two, that, uh, you know, that's that two stages for him now. And then also for, for uh, Mitchell and Scott, three stages. They obviously had to realise yesterday they're going to surrender their GC hopes. But they've responded the best way possible. That, that win today is not just for Simon. It's going to help the team shift its focus from GC mode to stage hunting mode for the rest of the week. We've got a couple of stages, not just the sprinter stage in Nîmes, but afterwards we're for breakaways for some of those guys like Darrell Impey to have another crack. Their morale will be high. And isn't it exciting, or I guess from an Australian perspective, we, I can't help but think, gee, this could open the door, or it has, definitely, for Jack Haig. Exactly. I mean, uh, Jack uh, is a guy who, for the basic of the first 10 days, he said it. You know, he hasn't really done much. He's been saving himself for his G- GC mission. Well, now he can be uh, unhinged. And we've seen when Jack goes unhinged on the bike, he is brilliant. And I think this is a great op- opportunity for him to ex- really experience in his first Tour de France what it's like to be at the pointy end of a stage. And he should have a real crack at it. And then when you saw uh, Jerry Ryan, uh, you said, who cares about GC? Well, that's right. <laughs> Jokingly, I thought, oh, I might get an uppercut. <laughs> you may get a punch in the face here. Still, yeah, it still might be a sore point, but no. I mean, when, when you've just won your third stage, and Yates, Simon, how good was he? But three stage wins now, Mitchelton, when they didn't come here for stage wins. You know, at the start of the tour, they came here, if they didn't win a single stage, and probably podium, they would have walked away patting themselves on the back. OK, their GC's gone, but three wins is exceptional. Yeah, absolutely. We are just here at the, the buses where we're waiting for the riders to come down as we record this podcast. We are next to FDJ Groupama. We see the crowd going up. Thibaut Pino, exceptional job today. Oh, certainly. I mean, uh, you know, we saw him win his stage yesterday, but today was like a confirmation of his mindset of where he's at. He's here to win the Tour de France. You can see that. He's not here just to sort of, you know, do France proud. He's here to win the Tour de France. And um, I think you really saw today, like we said after, just after the stage, you know, I really couldn't put money on who's going to win this Tour de France right now, which I think is really exciting. But certainly Thibaut Pinot has put his hand up saying, I want to be that guy who does it. He's doing it for himself. He's doing it for France, who haven't had a, a tour winner since 1985. But bear in mind, as we've said, there's a lot of climbing to come. And what you invest now, you're going to have to pay for later. But we've got the rest day tomorrow for Nîmes. And I think for Thibaut Pinot and probably every the whole peloton, it's probably uh, really welcomed. Absolutely. And then, uh, Maka, Pinot was one of your pick of the Tour de France. He was. He was. And look, he, I mean, he's excited us over the years, but he went through a lull in his career and probably the last 18 months, I think he's really got his mojo back. He's descending. You know, he, he had a bit of a up in his head. He was he was struggling with his descending, and he was just having on and off sort of race days in tours. 
Whereas the Vuelta last year, I was on the ground there and I watched him there sort of up a bit closer and I was like, wow, if this guy can sort of finish the year off so good, and he did at the World Champs, he had a, he had a great race, and then kicked the year off really well, I thought he will be good at the Tour de France. And then the whole way route throughout this uh, season, he's been good. The Dauphiné, he was good. He had that attacking style happening and I thought there is every reason that he can be a serious challenger at the Tour this year. Okay, Ineos, what can we say about this G Bernal leadership? Do we know where the leadership is? What's happening in that team right now? Uh, look, I think, I think they're riding the race they should be riding. I think their, their tactics have been good. Um, you know, they've realised they, they haven't got the team that they've had the last few years. And Bernal had to follow, if he could, I think. And G obviously struggled a little bit. There wasn't that big of margins between them. But Pino is a threat to both of them. So I think if one of them can follow, they had to do that. So it's, it's still a dual leadership. And, but in, in the same way, probably Ineos are you know, scratching their heads each day because they haven't had this scenario themselves. There's been a sort of clear leadership, apart from last year. But you know, I think they've scratched their heads a bit because we probably all thought Bernal was going to drop off um, you know, after Planche de Belfie and the individual time trial. But he's, he's showing, for a young guy, he's showing his resilience. And also, when we get to the Alps, that's when we're going to get into the real high-altitude stuff. Out, you, know, you know, mountains over 2,000 metres. And I think that could be where Bernal could have that extra ace up his sleeves, which could give Ineos something to play with uh, that maybe Garrett Thomas hasn't got yet. So that, I, I think, as Mac is saying, we've got two guys who are just equal leadership at the moment. I don't actually think they've got any other tactics to play than what they're doing now. Um, it was great. It was interesting to see, uh, well, Poles had a, a better ride today. He was there to give some assistance for them both. But I think, um, you know, uh, the altitude could be the one thing that could give Bernal... Uh, a little bit of an edge on the on, on Thomas, but also on the other guys, the French guys, and everyone else here. Our friend the helicopter is back, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a, it's not an audio thing that you put over. It's literally just flown over. Look, there's a couple of other topics. Well, you got something to say? No, no, good for you. No, oh, okay. Gee, we, we're we're fighting for the mic today, aren't we? Movistar. That was my point. Because <laughs> actually, I let him do. I thought about my intro by Movistar. We've got to talk because. Are they listening to this podcast? Because you mentioned yesterday, what on earth are they doing? Today, they tried a complete different tactic. I, I've, Rup, I, I know you would sit down every night and it's a daily routine, you listen to our pod. But just in case you missed yesterday's, I completely threw the whole Movistar team under the bus. They said that their, their tactics were outdated. It was If we had to talk about it, we'd have to go back to the Ice Age because that's where their <laughs> tactics were. But I am happy to say today... They've listened to the podcast overnight, obviously. I know Nato Quintana is an avid listener. Every night he insists at the dinner table they have a speaker. Because they went, they, I thought they rode a great race. They had a go. They didn't win the stage, but they had a go. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's very easy when things go wrong just to sort of uh, drop your head and and then uh, even spend a day sort of mulling and you know you, you, they could quite easily have just sort of ridden through today trying to figure out what to do and say, well, we've got the rest day. Let's wait till the Alps. But again, as Mitchelson Scott did, although Mitchelson Scott got the reward with the win, they still responded, the best way is to have a go, have a crack, because even if it doesn't work, again, it, 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 it just shifts your mindset into a positive frame of mind. You've, that's, and, and, and in Grand Tours, particularly where the slightest thing that goes wrong, it can convert to such a major uh, weight on your shoulder and on your mind, it can actually, you know, can really cripple your performance. So they, they've, they had a crack, they've, they were thinking positively rather than crestfallen, um, and they certainly got the race going, that's for sure. Now, 
you might not know this, but uh, Maka bet his house uh, with me that Alaphilippe is not going to win this Tour de France. He's been sweating a little <laughs> bit the last few days, <laughs> but today you just went... It's cooked, mate. It's cooked. You're feeling more confident. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like it. I was, I was digging. I was having to go into your ribs. And I mean, and the, I mean, the funny thing about it is, you've had the architects in. You've already in your mind started putting the wallpaper up. That cheap. It's already on the Airbnb, mate. <laughs> that cheap, tacky French wallpaper. And uh, now you might. Have, now the problem I've got is. You're going to have to pay to rip down that wallpaper, okay? Because I'm not paying for the renos that you've already started doing. You just got a little bit too confident. I know, but Alaphilippe, what do you think? Well, look, it's it's one of those, you know. I, I I think a lot of us absolutely would love to see Alaphilippe win, but I think now what we've seen is the first cracks, and it's funny because he was playing a good bluff, um, and I think as soon as he lost that few lengths, you could see Welt Poles on the radio, and this was of course after Pino had already gone clear, saying he's gone, he's gone, go go or whatever it is he was saying. So now, even though we go into the rest day, which Alaphilippe obviously needs probably more than anyone at the moment, they are, they are smelling blood, aren't they? So they are going to go for it. They are going to go for the jugular. But, look, to kind of quick step, Patrick Lefeuve and the director sportifs on that team, do you think they don't have experience? They have a huge amount of experience. Sure, they haven't won the Tour de France before. Patrick Lefeuve has not won the Tour de France. But they are not going to go down without a fight. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I, I, I think, I mean, the performance we saw from Alaphilippe, that's what everyone was not hoping for, except for unless you're racing against him. But it was what people were seeing. Would there be a crack in his armour? And as Maka said, we did see that today. And uh, the, the, his rivals were very, very quick to, to capitalise on it. Um, uh, again, another person will be, will be welcoming the rest of the day tomorrow. Um, but... You know, I still think he can he can probably keep the jersey going in up into the Alps. You know, I think uh, they've uh, sort of marinated the beef, so to speak, and the beef's ready to be cooked in the Alps. And uh, I'm sure these uh, whoever wants to eat first, whether it's Thibaut Pinot, whether it's Bernal, whether it's Kreiswick, uh, they'll be fighting for the for the menu anyway to ask how how, it's, how they want it cooked. So I've got zero chance to own a house in Spain with him. Look, maybe. We're speaking of marinated beefs and, and, and barbecue, so maybe Mac will at least invite you around for a barbecue <laughs> to see his house. Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's, how, it's how he treats me in the final week of this race, you know. <laughs> um, but, look, there's a couple of other things I think we need to chat about, and I know we've discussed Mitchell and Scott, but is it time for Matt White now to um, push the green button in the Mitchell and Scott car? Now, you know what I'm talking ah, about. Do you mean the old tuck with switcheroo on it? The old switcheroo. So there's a green button, we think. We're pretty sure, Rupert, in the Mitchell and Scott lead car, race car, Matt White. He's the only one. It's like the president of the USA. Only they have the authority to push the button. The old switcheroo between the Yates boys. Okay, now, Simon, they probably should have done it a day earlier because it could have been Adam winning the stage, inverted commas. I think it's time to do the old switcheroo and uh, Simon, to, you know, just put Adam's numbers on. Rupert doesn't want to comment on this. <laughs> come on, come on, mate. Look, uh, I spoke about marinated beef. I think we've just, you've just marinated yourself, Mac. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to see the outcome of this one. <laughs> okay, another point as well. Trek, Richie, he looked pretty good all the way through up until pretty much the end, but that's good signs. No, I think, yeah, he, he lost a little bit more time. He can't win the Tour de France. Yesterday I said, oh, okay, let's readjust and say top five. I'm going to go out here on a limb. The podium is still a possibility. Just based on what we saw today with Alaphilippe suddenly under pressure, Stephen Kruisweik a little bit, he was, he was good. But you're seeing sort of each rider absolutely on their limit. And if anything, Richie was better today than what he was yesterday. 
He's had experience at Grand Tours. He's older, he's more mature. And he has said, he has said all along, and I'll say it again, the third week is brutal in the Tour de France and it more resembles the Giro d'Italia. I agree, and uh, and not just the third week, you know, the uh, uh, those last three days back-to-back in the Alps uh, before the, the one into Paris. I mean, this, this Tour whether it's the GC, the top uh, for overall victory or the podium or the top 10. It's, when you're even coming down to that last mountain, everyone's going to throw everything out of the out of their tank and they're just going to drop it in up when they go up that last mountain. Um, I was to say, like, I know time gaps are uh, significant, but I think you're going to see major big time gaps between the top riders by the time we get to the uh, top of the uh, finish of the Alps. So you may, the, the gaps may widen, but places will change a lot. And of course, ahead of us, it's a race day, Micah. Don't we all wait for this race day? No, I'm all good. I'm ready to... That mate. is rubbish. Hey, what are you talking about? Come on. <laughs> that is radio. And... Hey, back in my day, it was one rest day. So come on, chop, chop. Nah, come on, come on. We are all waiting. We'll talk about the riders and what they can do on this race day. But before we talk about them, let's talk about us. Yes. You know, there's laundry to be done. There's sleep to be have. What are your plans? You know what? <laughs> I couldn't help it. Like it's it's a little bit like my racing days. I try not to look too far ahead in the road book. I just get just one day at a time. Just pace ourselves. Don't look too far ahead. Do you know what happened to me this morning? I was talking to my dad, and he said, "Where are you?" And I said, "I don't know." <laughs> it's true. And People actually, think we're joking. You actually do. You know, have you had the ones where you you wake up in the hotel room? And you think, hang on, it's pitch black. Hang on, bathroom's to the right. So you get up, walk to the right, and bang, into a wall or into the TV. And you're like, oh, hang on, no, where am I? And then you turn left. Because you're, you're thinking from two hotels ago or the night before, and you just have literally no idea what town you're in. And this morning, I could not, I didn't know where I was because I entered the name of the hotel in the, in the GPS last night, but I didn't enter the address. He picked you up, okay, I'm going there, follow the arrow, arrive there, the reception, go to the bed, sleep. And then this morning when the question was asked by my dad, where are you? I didn't know. <laughs> it's true, it's true. But you know what else? The sting in the tail. We've got a three-hour transfer to Nîmes uh, before we actually can enjoy the rest day. Absolutely. Rest day, important for us. Important for the riders as well. What can we expect? What, what, can, they, what can they expect? What, what are they doing, the riders, during a rest day? Well, firstly, I want to say what we can expect is mussels and frites at the De Koenig Quick Step. That's a sort of a tradition. The Kinnick Q-Step has a little party, mussels and chips. Uh, and it's even more interesting because there's a French in yellow again. So one more reason to go. Yeah, it's true. And so what they do, I think you have to just... Uh, everyone's welcome and you just have to tell them how many people in your crew are coming. So we're a team of eight. So we've put in a request that there'll be 20 of us coming. So we're going to round up a few mates along the way. And, you know, there'll be Belgian beers, frites, mayonnaise, mussels. I mean, that is good. But the riders and the teams... I'm sure they're not going to have that much mayonnaise on the chips. No, not, not the riders won't. We will be, definitely. Uh, but, no, it, it looked very similar to the first rest day. Not too much different. They just, they'll get out for a little pedal, probably, probably one or two hours, uh, depending. Some riders, maybe three hours, maybe. They'll, but they'll do one, one hour to three hours, depending on the type of rider that you are. And some riders, like myself, I would have, I, I'd minimal riding and get a longer massage, you know, an hour to an hour and a half on the massage table. And then sort of probably at some point during the rest day, the, well, the directors certainly will sit down together and map out the goal for the next day and really, you know, strategically sort of map it out. And they probably won't sort of hassle the riders about it or at least their GC rider or if it's a sprint stage, which it is after the rest day, they'll probably talk to them either. They'll wait till the next morning or they'll have a little chat that evening and go, OK, here's what we're thinking. 
And then, okay, that's a mool frit for you and me. Uh, a bit of massage and gentle rides for uh, for the, the riders. What does uh, Kino and uh, Robbie McEwen do? I bet you know this answer, but I'm going to tell you anyway. They do the rest day rides with Zwift. I know, I know. And I'm actually... You know, now I can legitimately say, it's not a marketing plug, but I wish I was doing it because I don't ride, as you, we don't ride at all for the three weeks here. There's no time to. We work harder. That's my excuse. But, yeah, they are doing the rest day ride. They did the first one as well. And in Robbie's words, he said, I just cruised along, you know, enjoyed the ride. Keno tried to race full gas with everyone, sweat, sweat dripping off him by the end of the ride. Robbie said, I was, you know, no problem at all. Yeah, absolutely. See, if you had fun on the first uh, race day, or if you heard about this first uh, race day ride on Zwift, uh, there is more information on the Zwift.com slash events website. And of course, everything will be live streamed on the Zwift uh, Facebook page and also the Cycling Central we uh, Facebook page. Maka, you mentioned 300k to go. I think there's a quick trip to the bathroom and a quick trip to the service station to buy some water. And then off we go. It's, yeah, dinner tonight is chips or, you know, that last sort of dish that's left in the Bay Marie that's been there since about 8 a.m. this morning. They're generally pretty good because they're nice and crispy. So if you like crispy and just, you know, boiled the bejeevers out of, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Rupert, as well, for joining us. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you Michael. Thank you very much. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download the stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash tdf or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. A quick shout out from our sponsor before we go. If you're looking for a new way to ride without traffic or punches getting in your way, hop on Zwift. We use it. Your cycling buddies probably use it. And the pros, they definitely use it. Zwift turned indoor training into a full-on gaming experience. Connect your PC, Mac or Apple device and you'll pedal with thousands of cyclists around the world. And there's a good chance you'll see a pro on there too. Loads of them are on Zwift on their rest days riding around Watopia. Give them a ride on if you see them. If you've got a trainer, start your free trial on Zwift.com.